Welcome to Rethink Retail, the show where we dive into the stories and strategies behind some of the most successful brands on the planet. From brick and mortar giants to e-commerce disruptors, we uncover the secrets to their success and deliver the keys to true retail transformation. So ask yourself, are you ready to rethink retail? The future of retail starts now. Live from Grocery Shop, it's Kiradanan with the Rethink Retail Podcast. With us today is Jeff Turnus, SVP of Culinary at Whole Foods. Jeff, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Jeff, tell us about your career at Whole Foods. You, it's a, it's a, it's been almost three decades. Is that true? It is. Uh, still hard to believe, but yeah, it's been uh, 28 years. You know, after I graduated from Michigan State, I was in the Detroit area and. Just got a job at uh, the Merchant of Vino, which was a small specialty food chain. And about not shortly after, Whole Foods bought them. And uh, I've never left. So, um, But a lot of different things over the years. Um, it's been so much fun being part of it in the early days uh, to where we are now, how we've evolved. Um, spent time in operations. Um, lived in New York City, Boston, Washington, D.C., Chicago, London, uh, and now reside in Austin. So, um and then for the last, uh, since 2019, I've been leading the culinary business, which is prepared foods, bakery, specialty food, and adult beverage. Yeah, that was uh, quite a bit of a full circle, but coming back to Austin to, to I guess, yeah. the, the, the headquarters and the home there where it started. So that's, that's right. Yeah. You, ta- you touched upon a few things that in 2019, being there in the prepared food, the culinary area, which you're leading today in the team, you were there obviously during the pandemic. That must have been a very interesting time. It was, you know, it was a challenging time. Other parts were hit pretty hard as we had to deal with shutting down a lot of the self-serve elements, specifically in prepared foods. But what it did, it allowed us to really rethink the organization, how we're set up, how we evolve to the the changing needs of the customer. And a lot of our self-serve venues, as we call them, like the hot food, the salad bars, were such a big part of our experience pre-pandemic. And the fresh pack or the grab and go, as we call it, it was there, but it certainly uh, was not anywhere near as substantial as the, the self-serve. That's changed. And we've really had to evolve the way that we approach grab and go. And, you know, everything from the bread that we use, you know, if you think about a sandwich counter, you walk into Columbus Circle where you yeah. go and you can order a sandwich and you take it and you eat it. Well, the sandwiches have to be able to hold for hours in a refrigerated case. For now, what is that on-the-go customer uh, pickup and delivery with DoorDash and through our Whole Foods Market app and Amazon. So, you know, the bread that we used to use, you have to reformulate these things. And so everything from the technology and how you receive orders, how you package them, you know, tomatoes don't hold up very well in uh, refrigeration. So changing things to get into like a fire roasted tomato instead of a fresh tomato. So it's everything from like was rethought and reimagined. You know, it was something that we needed to do and and, and the pandemic forced it. Yeah, no, that's it's it's interesting because you touched upon the prepacking, the delivery, the mobile penetration of that. How has your customer or, or or customer evolved in some of the trends you've seen lead lean in into to this format? Yeah, I mean, we have uh, consumer insights. We do, um, you know, we were able to go and, and ask for, uh, ask questions and they help us answer those questions. We also, we, we do a lot of piloting, you know, for, um, it's very rare that we roll out anything across the network. 
apart from during the pandemic with grocery delivery, like that was a, a need and we went, you know, hardcore all, all the way through, but we'll test things in anywhere from five stores to 20 stores. We'll capture feedback. Uh, what, what do customers like? What do they don't like? What are the blockers, barriers? But I would say we learn a ton from our team members in the stores. Whole Foods has been, um, you know, a very transparent for a long time, decentralized organization. And our team members are vocal and yeah. in, in a good way. They are not afraid to tell us what they like, what they don't like, and not only from their view, but what they hear on the floor yeah. uh, with customers. So we learn a lot. We actually create a recipe or a contest for our team members to create, say, a sandwich or a pizza that will go across all of our stores in the U.S. And they they get a bonus and all that, but it's their creativity based on either, you know, what they've learned or been taught or um, what they hear from customers. Yeah. You, you touched upon the delivery during the pandemic. I remember yeah. that was a big thing that kind of saved us. And uh, I remember recently when you guys started charging for the delivery and it was like, whoa, they put the, they started charging for, unless it was a minimum basket, I believe. Is that true? Yeah. There, there's, there's now a delivery charge there. I, I think, you know, it, it's all about that last mile and finding the right way to create a win-win relationship with the customer and the business. But you know, it's a, it's a service and uh, it's not for everybody. Like, I don't think you probably need to worry about delivering. <laughs> but yeah, you know, there's, there's a cost to it. And, and I think during the pandemic, it was, you know, let's just take care of people. And then you kind of go back and you evaluate and you, you make adjustments that are appropriate. You know, community is important to us at Rethink Retail with our GRL community. I think you guys get community really right. You also lean in heavily with the community authentically being involved with sustainability can you talk a little bit about the culinary strategy around sustainability? Sure. Yeah, it's a super exciting area for us and, and for me. Uh, a couple of things come to mind. Like, we, you know, we're reimagining our sushi program, for example. Um, the customer, the, a, a new younger customer that has grown up eating sushi, they're able to, you know, they're willing to, to push the boundaries. You know, it's not new to them. So we really work on the development of new exciting flavors like mango yuzu tuna or carrot kimchi wraps for this for the sushi but taking it a step further is looking at regenerative rice looking at uh, less plastic in the packaging and really finding ways to 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 reimagine the products itself but also their impact on the environment we also uh, re released our 2022 impact report which spoke to a lot of the great things happening in Whole Foods Market around regenerative, regenerative agriculture and supporting organic. But we were able to divert 30 million, divert food into 30 million meals over 1,000 dis distribution points to be able to have food not go into the landfill and, wow. and feed people. So it's, it, you know, it's, it's a big part of what we do. We try to weave it in. And the one other example I'll share is we're proud to be part of what's called the Sustainable Wine Roundtable. Uh, we're a founding member there, and there's 91 different groups part of it, all focused on how to make the wine industry more sustainable. And everything from vineyard chemistry to packaging to logistics. And one of the areas that we're very focused on is bottle weight, the weight of a bottle of wine. So... If we're, we, we estimate that about a third to half of the carbon footprint is, can be traced to the weight of the bottle. Yeah. So if we're able to reduce the weight of the bottle by 20 to 30% by just less glass, 
that would be 11% or more impact on the overall industry when it comes to carbon. And so, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's super exciting when you think about it that way and, and trying to get, we develop a lot of our own wines that we sell. So those, that's where we'll start with those bottles. Yeah. But how do we move the whole industry to think about, you know, a less thick glass bottle, which doesn't really have any impact on the quality? Yeah. No, you touched upon uh, a few things there. Well, one, you gave away my secret. I love this. I gave, I love the sushi. Oh, and good. I think, and, Thank you. And I, I, I try to get there before it all runs out. And while they're still f- making it fresh, yes. I think it's a, it's a, it's a hidden gem in New York city at least. But, you know, everyone knows about the acquisition in 2017. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to Whole Foods, which it used to be more of an exploratory journey, I would say. You would go in, you would find your localized new products. It was exciting. And I feel today it's a different experience. I walk in, I see a lot more Whole Foods private label. I see a lot more 365. Is that an Amazon private label effect or? Not at all. I would argue that you saw those products in 2017, the 365 products, Whole Foods Market products. We continue to listen to our customers. We evolve our product mix. And as far as like the local, like there's still a lot of local focus. We have a team focused on it. We have what's called the, uh, we call it LEAP, the Local Emerging Accelerator Program, which allows small businesses, local businesses to apply and become part of the program. So they're guided through the process. We are a larger company and, you know, we, we want to make sure that those pieces, those small producers who have started with us over the years, you know, I think back to brands now that are huge, that were very small and like navigating whole foods can be challenging. And this program is really to help keep that alive, keep the local small supply on a path to grow. you know, another change you see now, and I think it's 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 not a Whole Foods change. I think it's just a change in grocery shopping overall. Is you see a lot of the Instacart shoppers, the DoorDash shoppers. I mean, you, you used to go into the store, and yeah. now it, it was actually consumer shopping. Now I see more probably, and maybe because it's New York City, but I see more uh, uh, you know platform shoppers shopping for the consumer versus. What's the right mix? I mean, what's the what's the play here? Is there well, certain penetration rates? Yeah, I mean, certainly it spiked during the pandemic, and I think it's come settled back in. But the great thing I would say about our version of that is all of those shoppers in our stores are Whole Foods Market team members. Yeah, so they're they're not third party. They're not, you know, they're basically our team member, our team members, and they're able to support other parts of the business when the picking uh, may not be as busy. And that was a big win for us because uh, we, we didn't start that way and it's, and it's evolved now. And, you know, it, it does make for a, a bit of a more crowded experience. But I, I would also say that it's calmed down quite a bit. And I think we're leveling into, you know, steady state and, you know, the right balance. So the customers will tell us ultimately, but it's a great service for people, you know, to be able to to have that convenience, to get the quality they want to, you know, they know Whole Foods Market quality when you think about the perishables like produce, meat, and seafood. You know, like I like to go pick mine out, but I think if you're on the go and you can't, you can count on that quality being there even with somebody else shopping. Yeah, I agree with you. I like to pick mine out too. So yeah, you know, when when you're talking about the convenience offering, the prepack, how has innovation or the different strategies you've implemented accelerate sort of that 
those initiatives and those offerings. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about our, uh, we, we call them our venues, but you might, another way to recognize them would be like quick serve restaurants, QSRs yeah. inside of our store. Yeah. So, you know, we um, have always done those. They've always been more walk up. So you walk in, you order. Um, and that's the way I wish everybody would do it. But, you know, because I think you get the freshest product. But, you know, that's not the case anymore. We do have the avenue to for people to order ahead on their device and pick it up, have it delivered or eat it in store. And, you know, we've, we've really thought about that. And I mentioned, you know, like, like from the development of the ingredients, it has to be able to hold up, but it's also just about, we will never sacrifice quality for convenience. And our sandwich venue, for example, will take care of the customer who walks up. They'll also be the ones making it prepackaged to put into the fresh pack case. So for us, it's about tweaking the recipes and making it work for both. We're really excited about uh, these other concepts. We've been studying uh, Asia a lot. We've had several tri trips to Japan and we've got a umami concept that kind of takes Vietnam, India, China, Japan, and puts it all together. We have another one that's really exciting. And again, it will have, you can order at the counter, but it will also have a pre-packed portion of it available for pickup delivery, uh, however you choose. Uh, another one that's super exciting, you know, like you're in New York. So I, I lived in New York. I always love the, you know, kind of the, the shops where you can go in and you, it's like they're Italian themed with the pasta, like yeah. you pick your pasta, pick your noodle, pick your sauce, pick any proteins. They mix it all up hot. There you go. Again, kind of speaking back to the sushi and the new customer, we can be way more daring with that. So instead of it being a pasta concept, Italian pasta concept, it's more like a noodle concept. So you can pick your noodles, you can pick your sauces, but they might be sauces that of an Indian uh, a background and flavor, or you might get your marinara, or you may get something more that is going to be Thai. I love so that. it's like, it, you know, it just, our, our customers are evolving. We have a test kitchen in East Austin, if you ever come by, and we've got everybody working there who worked They've worked in Michelin starred restaurants to had their run their own businesses. And it's like, they're just developing and listening and learning and, and creating something that will work for the in-store piece, but also for the prepack. Yes. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. You know, take your noodle. You can make it ramen. Take your noodle. You can make it. 100%. Yeah. Instead curry, of, you know, it used to Thai. just be that Italian yeah. sort of thing. Now you can, you can branch out. But I have to say also yeah. in, in the culinary section and, and at least the Whole Foods I go to, I love the homemade pastas you have. You've oh, yeah. got some amazing homemade pastas, yep. which is another secret. Yes. Um, you, know, you talked about having this culinary kitchen in, in, in Texas and getting that. You touched upon the associates experimenting, being creative. How do customers give feedback? I mean, like not everyone's got access to you, Jeff. And, yeah. Right? You know, we, we kind of hit on a little bit earlier. It, it, it is... Um, there, there are ways that we roll things out and throughout the course of development, we actually have a lot of panels that are put together that are made up of team members and customers. Okay. And, you know, some of them are very scientific, you know, cause we need that piece as well. Others are just, you know, maybe people like you and me know a little bit about food, but, um, are able to tell, tell you what they think. So early on in our development, a lot of that happens. And then you get to the point of ready to roll it out. And you're really testing more the operational, like how does it actually land in the store? So it's multi-tiered early on. We do get customer insights and feedback on taste. And then we move into how does it actually 
land in the store. And then post-launch, uh, we're still listening as well. And like I mentioned before, those team members, they're usually a pretty good gauge to let us know like all of those things. And a lot of them are our team members are customers. I mean, we all get a pretty good discount working at Whole Foods. So you see a lot of a lot of our uh, shoppers are Whole, Fo Whole Foods market team members. Yeah, no. We talked about mobile penetration um, and, and ordering ahead. What, what, what percent of, of, of the culinary business is that prepack order ahead versus guys like you or you and I who will go in and pick it up and uh, it's growing, you know, it, it's, you know, we, we still, I still believe part of Whole Foods Market is the in-store experience and will always be there. And we have to meet customers where they are. We have to look at incremental growth. It's certainly a growing part of our business, but we're also growing in-store as well. So, you know, it's, I don't know that there's a target or what we're trying to get to. I think the market will tell us, but you know, first and foremost, I like we're a brick and mortar store yeah. and, and, you know, like our partnership with Amazon has allowed us to really reach customers through the omni channel in ways we weren't able to before. So we feel like we have this win-win all the way around of let's take care of you when you're in your flip-flops coming down from uh, to, to Columbus Circle and let's take care of those who want to have it delivered to their house and those who want to order it ahead and pick it up and leave. Yeah. Definitely see that, and I and I appreciate what you said about Amazon's partnership, not when Amazon's acquisition, because it does feel like Whole, Whole Foods is still authentic to what Whole Foods was pre twenty seventeen. I I think so. I mean, you know, I've been around a long time, and Whole Foods has been changing since day one. And um, you know, we are a larger organization with or without Amazon. We're getting smarter. And we're able to listen to our customers and understand our customers in ways in the past we did. You Have know. you seen a change in the culture internally? Not I, in the stores. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the team member culture. The team. Oh. Um, yes. And from my, where I sit, I think it's better. And it's better because we have a better understanding of that customer, how we make decisions, how to utilize capital. Um, you know, we, we are are very diligent in making decisions, but we still have the ability to experiment and move fast. Yeah. And that's what Whole Foods has always been, been about. I think, you know, our, our culture is one where there's an open door policy, there's mutual respect. It's, it's, a, it's a challenging, fun, exciting place to work, always has been, and it hopefully will be as long as I'm yeah. there, which- I And you know what, I have to say, it's, it's unlike a lot of the other grocers, it seems like you have a lot of creativity here. Yeah, we do. I mean, we've we've always had that in our DNA. And, you know, it's I just think we're we're a little smarter about it now and we're able to anticipate more and we're able to measure better. And that's, you know, Amazon has helped us with those disciplines. And a lot of it's just our own learnings as well. You know, we have a core value that's creating win-win partnerships with our, our suppliers. And you've been around and I I that still holds true. Too. I think we're we're firm but fair, and it really needs to be a win-win all the way around. And we ask a lot of our suppliers, and we expect them to ask a lot of us. And that finding the right partners to go fast with that innovation, develop fast, test, trial, and then launch. So, I, I want to leave or end with this. Yeah. I mean, I told you my favorite. I know they're all your children in the culinary department. My favorite's the sushi. Sushi. But if you had to go in and pick up lunch today. Which counter would you go to right now, Jess? 
that's a good one. Well, I would go to our sandwich counter and I would order uh, a made to order. Like I would pick what I want. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, like we have a selection of signature items. So you can just walk up and pick what you like. The TTLA, which became really popular, the vegan sandwich. But, uh, you know, like I'm a sucker for cured Italian meats and some delicious cheese, maybe some arugula and a little bit of oil and vinegar and, and on a delicious crusty um, loaf of bread. And that's all I need. I love it. So next time I'm in Austin, we're going to go and get, get that. Let's go do it. I love it. Yeah. Thanks again, Jeff, yeah, for stopping you. by and appreciate the time. Take Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.